We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? Hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. And welcome back to another episode of of Bangerangs and Daggers. I'm your host today, Kevin Knight, out here on the East Coast in D.C. And as always, back in Nebraska, Nate McHugh. Nate, how are you doing today? You know, I'm no, no complaints really, except for the fact that, you know, you love it when it's 50 degrees out and sunny, but when you have a ton of snow on the ground, it makes for a muddy day. So and my, my driveway is rock so uh, or gravel, and so my driveway is pretty muddy. Uh, but that's all right. That's just part of the process. So um, fortunately, Nebraska lost. We're recording on a Super Bowl Sunday. Nebraska lost yesterday um, by 12. But I think we would both agree that the the score was, did not indicate how bad Nebraska looked. Yeah, that second half was just brutal. I mean, they came out hot on that two. <laughs> Uh, drained two threes in a row and jumped out to, I think it was an 11 to seven lead um, going into the first media timeout. Looked great. Went on a cold streak from the 12 to eight minute mark um, roughly uh, between those media timeouts, but came back out strong and closed only down five at the half, 38, 33. Looked good. Played an AP top 25 team pretty well at home for the first half. And then the second half, the wheels just completely came apart on this one, as they seem to always do. So of late this season, yeah, you know, um, I and I, I was with some friends, and so I was watching the game and kind of ignoring them a little bit. But the sound wasn't exactly on the whole time, and you know, I watched the whole game. The second half, I kept on watching. Like, they're not. Nebraska's continually, they just can't make a bucket. And it just got worse and worse and worse. Uh, do you remember what maybe the largest margin was at one point? Was it over 20? 24. Was it 24? 20, 24, 25 points. Yeah. 24 points. Yeah. Because they cut it in half by the end of the game. But it was 24 point deficit at one point in the second half. Yeah. And. Yeah, I think I saw there was a graphic that I want, and maybe that was about that time when the second half scoring, um, Penn State had 30 and Nebraska had 13. You know, that, you know, that's some, you know, I think it's just, you know, the, the, they can keep up for so long. And then they were taking a lot of shots, you know, around the hoop. And Penn State's a, a, a very good, you know, defensive team. And they, you know, if you're not making layups around the hoop, then, I think it's going to be a rough night for you, and I think that's what happened. And Penn State, while that drought, you know, sometimes Nebraska will go on a drought, you know, offensive drought, and the other team will kind of, you know, kind of hang around a little bit. Penn State just kept going, and they kept on hitting outside shots, and that made it tough. And they, you know, like I think while they, you know, like we already said, the ending score or the, the final score was only 12, I think 24 would be about how I felt about the game, about how bad it was. Uh, especially in the second half. Yeah, I mean, 
people will often refer to it as garbage time points for football and basketball. That's definitely what this was, was garbage time points where I think Penn State just sort of was like, we got this, who cares? Let's focus on our next game coming up and then it moved on already at that point. So I, I, I think you could attribute that a little bit to the final score probably uh, not to be too harsh on our guys, but um, the uh, particularly sad stat um, that I saw BTN put up at one point is after this season, it looks pretty clear at this point that Illinois, Penn State, and Rutgers, all currently the three teams with the longest NCAA drought, will all snap their drought and leave Nebraska with the longest uh, running active NCAA tournament drought. Uh, Rutgers dates all the way back to 1991. Penn State is 2011, and Illinois is 2013. So Nebraska's 2014 will now be the, well, presuming that everything holds true that looks active today, which is Penn State, uh, Rutgers, and Illinois will be an NCAA lock, which I think is, while it's still far out and, you know, anything can happen, I think it's as much of a solid thing as we can predict that those three teams are going to be in and snap their droughts. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so you said that um, Penn State hasn't won an NCAA. No, they, they didn't. The they haven't been to the NCAA tournament since 2011. Oh, oh okay, that's the drought. Nebraska Sorry. hasn't is the only P6 program that hasn't won an yes. NCAA tournament game, but they've been more recently than those three schools. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. You just whatever. <laughs> we knew this year was going to be a. You know, a, a wash. Since people are calling it year zero, you know, whatever, whatever that means. Uh, what I, what I was somewhat surprised about um, was a quote from Co- Coach Hoiberg after the game, and I'll just read a little bit of it. He obviously was not happy with the effort from some of the players, and sometimes that's hard to tell on TV. Maybe it's a lot easier. Um, in person, but here, here's part of what he had to say. Uh, we came out in the second half, and it's beyond me that we can come out with the same group of guys, same team, and give energy like we have been, and then, then go out and lay an egg for the first three or four minutes of a half and down 13 all of a sudden. Uh, and then he, the second part was, tonight that uh, I feel sick about in our home building with an unbelievable crowd to go out there and have that kind of thing happen. You have to find a way to go out there and compete for 40 minutes. We did it for the first 20, and then you see their heads hanging, and I'm, and I'm battling frustration with the guys. There's no question about that with everything. We're going through a losing streak, but it's no excuse not to go out there and play your ass off. Ooh. <laughs> he's, I, he's, I, that's probably the, the most he's called out the players. You know, it's – you're, you're going to find out who's mentally tough, who's invested. You know, was this the seventh straight loss, right? Is that right? Seven or eighth? Yep, seventh straight, yeah. yeah, yeah Which seventh. is also how many games in a row uh, Penn State had lost in Lincoln. Um, in Big Ten play in Lincoln, the last time they had won a game before last night was 1995 in an NIT matchup. That was the last time they had won in Lincoln, Nebraska. And they'd gone 0-7 in Lincoln as a Big Ten opponent. Wow. The old, you know, one streak had to give, I guess, you know. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. It, so, you know, I 
I, you know, I really wish I could go sit in that film room with him and say, okay, which players are the ones that you're talking about? And, uh, and maybe you could figure it out if you watched it, if I watched it again, but you know, when it was, I guess I didn't see that. I just saw a lot of missed shots um, around the hoop, especially, and that has to do with their defense and the fact that we're so small. So, you know, we don't have good enough shooters. Unfortunately, going into the season, who I thought the best shooter was, was Mateka Voss. And he played eight minutes last night. And the first shot he took, it, it looked awful coming out of his hands. I think he hit the next two threes. And uh, and so that's, you know, part of that is, I, th- I don't know if they were expecting him to, I expected him to be a starter uh, going into this year. But he obviously, that has not happened. Uh so, uh, you know, I'd be interested to see if there's any lineup changes. Uh, I guess one thing we should mention for those who didn't get to watch the game or pay attention on Twitter, but Cam Mack did not start. And that was because he was three minutes late to film. And I think this might be the third or fourth player who's been in trouble this year. And, you know, maybe it's just three. But, uh, I, I love that from Coach Coach Hoiberg. He's he's like you know some coaches will say if you're on time you're late, and he's definitely three minutes. Hey, you can't let guys slack on that. And I'm glad he's holding them accountable. Uh, but that's the fact that Cam Mack didn't start. You have to wonder if he if he was checked out because he in that game, you know he played he ended up playing 22 minutes even though he didn't start. He only shot six times and he had three assists. He had zero points. Cam Mack did. And that's the first time that's happened all year. And some guys will take the punishment and move on, you know, and say, okay, I need to prove myself or they're going to say they're going to pout. And I wonder if he was one of the ones that pouted. Yeah, that's definitely a good question to ask. Um, 0 for 6 is very uncharacteristic of him. Uh, although I'm trying to remember if at least maybe it was Burke I'm thinking of, but he got blocked once or twice at least by uh, either Stevens or um, who's their other good big guy. I think Watkins is who I'm thinking of, uh, but Penn State has two pretty good uh, fives down there. Um, but yeah, one I- or two of – yeah, uh, they're – They've got some some good size down low. Yeah, I thought there was a lot of contact uh, around the hoop when Nebraska was on offense, and and in some of them, you know, maybe I thought could have been fouls, but you know, when you're so small, and then I think we're not getting the benefit of those calls, and that's another reason why you know guys that you know two of our big guys are two bigs. You know, can't really finish very well around the hoop um, as far as getting above the rim. And then it's proving to be an issue. And Kevin Cross, I think I might have messaged the Slack chat room last night, or maybe it was just our group message. But I think he's getting in a lot better shape. And I, you know, I've been hard on Kevin Cross in this podcast. And he didn't do you know, I, I sometimes I don't know where his head's at. But he's got he's got a little bounce to himself now. You know, I think he's I wonder if he's continuing to lose weight during the year, you know, losing bad weight. And, but he's, I, I, sometimes I don't know what he's thinking on offense, but coach, 
you know, Coach Hoiberg's playing him, and I assume he's, co- you know, he's coaching him through it. Maybe he's willing to live with it since this season we're not really, you know, we're not going to the NCAA tournament. That's probably for sure. And uh, but oh yeah, that that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you could win that conference tournament. Or how many? True, you, you never know. Uh, we would be the first team to ever. Would it be? even play in the game. I don't think anybody's even made the conference title game that has started play on Wednesday since we expanded the conference tournament in 2014, I guess it would have been. Um, I don't believe anybody's even made the title game or maybe one team did and lost, but I don't remember who it was or what year. Um, but I think the farthest they've ever made it for a team on, that started play on Wednesday was Saturday and then they lost whoever it was. So um, maybe we'll make that a trivia question and uh, (laughs) ask it on Twitter and come back with the answer. Um, But yeah, uh, one other player I think I'll throw in a comment on is uh, Gervais Green. And in particular, there was one possession closing out the first half. Uh, He had pretty nice defensive um, series there where he was up in, uh, Penn State's player's face. I don't remember who it was that he was facing, but he just kept in the guy's face and eventually forced off a really bad shot coming out of the timeout because he didn't give up on it defensively, which was nice to see, um, even if it was sort of one of those plays where it's like, if you don't do that, you, it's not really going to be a pretty day in the film room afterwards. But it's still, I mean, it's, it's nice to see some effort uh, from him, obviously. Uh, but yeah, no, we get the week off. Uh, next up is Iowa, who thank you, Iowa, for downing Illinois 72-65 today as we're recording this. They played earlier this afternoon. Um, currently 18th in the country in the AP. Uh, they play Purdue on Wednesday, and then we travel to uh, Iowa City on Saturday for an, a night matchup against the Hawkeyes. Got the win in Lincoln, obviously, but I'm not too optimistic about this one. What What are your thoughts, Nate? <sighs> you You know, would I put money on it? No. <laughs> uh, I would say that the chances are not great, um, particularly since, you know, Iowa probably wants to look, if they look back and say, who, I wonder who Nebraska's last win, win was against. You know, who, who's the team they last beat? And then, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, it was us, you know? So, you know, there's the, you know, revenge, I guess if you want to call that revenge factor or payback or retribution or whatever you want to think about, or maybe just we're going to be more focused at home, especially since we lost. So the chances of us beating them, eh, not great. Uh, but, you know, I guess if we yeah. get, get yeah. Out some outside shooting, you know, it's it's a it's a possibility. I, you know, but I would expect that we probably lose. Yeah, it'll, it'll be curious to see what the game plan is because last time we came out and made it our focus to uh, shut down Garza, especially with double teams, and maybe we'll repeat that game plan. But it's not all that often you end up seeing the same game plan twice, obviously, because the other team compensates and figures out ways to work around it at this level of. A ball, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, at least well, I, at least I, the Hawkeyes I, did some some good today. Well, well, I hope that if we're double teaming Garza, that 
it's not sending Charlie easily to that double team. He, in the beginning of the game, uh, last night we were sending uh, Charlie easily on that double team, and he's so small. I mean, I don't even know what that double team does. You know, I'm, I'm sure that I think it's Stevens who they're double teaming right away on defense, and you know they did a good job. And he passed out. And they they got turnover out of it uh, early, but you know Stevens is like, oh, who's this guy? You know, I'm like twice his size. So maybe that you know, then you're hoping that Cam Mack is starting the next game. You know, maybe he'll show up to film on time. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you don't get the uh, the quick strip on that, it it does definitely lose some of the effectiveness if you're sending somebody easily sized down there. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, obviously this will post after the Super Bowl. But who are you rooting for tonight? You know, I was talking to uh, actually right before this, and I said, you know, this is probably the first time in a long time that I'm not rooting against somebody. Uh, my in-laws are from Kansas City, and they're big Chiefs fans. So I guess I will probably be pulling for Kansas City um, if they lose. Whatever. I'm a Bears fan, and they're not any good. So, uh, you know, I mean, I guess I'm pulling for the Chiefs. Uh, I think last night it was a one-point spread, and today I saw one, one and a half. I don't know if it's moved anymore. Um, but what about you? Uh, who are you pulling for? Um, so I'm going to uh, be rooting for the 49ers for the sole reason that they picked up a guy a couple weeks, I guess maybe a month or two ago, um, who is actually from my hometown. Uh, so Anthony Zettel uh, played for Penn State, uh, got drafted by the Lions, caught by them a little while ago, uh, back when Matt Tricia came in, who, God, he needs to be fired. Talk about a coach that needs firing. Somebody who didn't need to be hired in the first place. But uh, anyway, he got cut by the Lions, uh, got signed by the Browns, got cut by the Browns. I think he briefly was with the Bengals. But he got signed by the 49ers, and he is now playing in a Super Bowl. So a guy from my tiny, tiny hometown in Michigan is playing in the Super Bowl for the 49ers. So I'm going to root for them uh, for no other reason than his grandpa was my neighbor. So, Well, that's as good as good reason as any. Uh who do you think is going to win? Yeah, I mean, it's not like the Lions are ever going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that'd be, dif- that'd be difficult to be a Lions fan. It really would be. I I mean, at least in my lifetime, I mean, Barry Sanders left, retired early, and the best thing since has been Calvin Johnson, and he retires early, and then I guess yeah. uh, you know, Matt Stafford. We ruined everything good. I know. It's like your two best players and – you know, the past three generations have retired early. Uh, yep, because they're, they're sick of losing. Um, I have no idea who's going to win. Uh, let's say Kansas City, because if I say them, then that'll probably help the 49ers have a better chance. So, Yeah, I, I was thinking that if the 49ers can run the ball like they have been, then they'll win. By the feeling that they're going to – well, they'll have, they'll have some success that they uh, will end up – you know, because I think that's what the Titans want to do, and uh, the Chiefs will be able to slow that down their running attack. And I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with Chiefs on offense. But again, I don't care. I'm just hoping for a fun game, and I'm smoking chicken wings for the first time in my life, so that might be a disaster. But 
you can't get better at something without trying. So we'll see how that goes. But we'll look forward to hearing how those turn out. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll find out in about three hours. So yep. here's hoping for some good commercials too. Yes, and hope yep. that that if my kids are watching that there's nothing that I'm gonna you know be like ooh don't look at that. <laughs> you know, yeah, no uh, no costume malfunctions this year, please. Yes, uh, who's you know who's Board, the band? wardrobe malfunctions? Uh, hey, who's the band? The uh, halftime show Jennifer is J Lo and yeah, Jennifer uh, Lopez. Uh, whose hips don't lie, Shakira. Oh, that's yeah, how I, I, I had to get to the name. Those. I had to get uh, to the name from the one song she had. Wasn't uh, was Coldplay ever one? I hope not. Or, man, what weren't they halftime show? I'm trying to think. The last time I I cared about the halftime show, maybe it was Prince. Maybe it was the last one I cared about. Just for me, the last one I cared about was the Who. Oh, that wasn't that long ago either. It feels like forever ago. They, they, they have that once. What's probably their most well-known song? Uh, the Who? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Teenage Wasteland? That's, no. That's the one I go mm. to. You're going to make me look that up. That's, that's not what I was thinking of. Uh, I just always love, um, back when I worked at a uh, bar here in D.C., um, somebody asked me one time, uh, the week of the Super Bowl, they're like, "Hey, Kevin, who is uh, doing the halftime show this weekend?" I'm like, I, I don't know. It's like, well, will you like sports? Well, yeah, I like sports. I can tell you who's playing in the game. I have no idea who's doing the halftime show. Uh, but it, it's it was a gay bar that I worked in, so you know, go figure that that's what they wanted to know. And it's like, I I don't know, and I don't care. I just I, I'm sure it was a year where the Patriots were playing. I was like, I just want the Patriots to lose. Well. You know, it's it's like, hey, Nate, you, you like sports, so who who's playing in the French Open? I I have no idea. What are you talking about? You know, it's like so. It's just a little connected to sports. That's gonna bother me. Yeah. I, oh, it's like, uh, I'm so, like even looking at a list of top who songs. And I, now I, I'm not. I'm I'm looking at uh, maybe it's the same list. Rolling Stones, uh, the Who's yeah. fifty greatest songs. Pin, pinball Wizard, Pinball Wizard, Pinball Wizard, uh, Baba O'Reilly. Uh, Rolling Stone magazine calls their number one song "Won't Get Fooled Again" from "Who's Next" in nineteen seventy one. I'm I don't know. Pinball Wizard is is you know my generation's a well known one. Um, That's the one I was thinking was Pinball Wizard. All right. I mean, I can't right. I can't argue with that. That's a crazy. Yeah, one. I, I always like. Yeah. But, I always like the era where they after the wardrobe malfunction went with a bunch of uh, older bands and singers uh so to speak and i, I yes. always liked it when they did that instead i like their music better most of the time some of the stuff that comes out in the halftime show it's just like i don't like this is the modern music that i don't like <laughs> so but there's my old man yelling at clouds uh no, i'm the same the way day, so. I, I was listening to uh espn radio uh, and it, i think it was technically a show from uh, the Sirius XM that they were broadcasting or something. And whoever these clowns were, they were saying, you know, if, uh, if Prince was, you know, maybe going back the last 15, 20 years, they said if Prince was the best and, uh, the who was the worst, where do you think that this halftime show is, is going to fall in? And I said, well, timeout. Nothing against Prince, not a, you know, obviously a legendary performer, 
but I would put the Who up, you know, because I the the pop halftime shows don't interest me at all. Period. You know, I, I I want some I want some rock, some classic rock. I I, I don't need the. I, this feel like the same. We get Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, regurgitated. You know, ad nauseum. So I don't know. Now give me something. So I, give me something I, different. So I, I'm looking back. Uh, all these halftime shows. Let's see back. Unlike almost to um, 2000. Oh, it looks like uh, sync did it once. Okay. So looking at all those, the, the one, if I had to spend money to go to a concert with these bands, the, the concert I would have gone to is uh, 2014, uh, Bruno Mars and Red Hot Chili Peppers. I know that of all of those, you know, to pick from, if I had to pick one, that would be it. You know what the worst possible option would be? The performer from the 2011 Green Bay Packers at Detroit Lions Thanksgiving Day game halftime show. The only Thanksgiving Day game I've been to. And we got Nickelback. Nickelback. There you go. Yep. (laughs) We had Nickelback. So. Wow. Yeah. They should have Nickelback in the Super Bowl. That would be. I would love. I'd I'd watch that halftime show just so (laughs) I could just see it. And like taking it in, you know. <laughs> well, They're popular still, man. I don't know, but uh, I, this is how you remind me that this show's almost over. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yep. Well, hopefully it's a good game. Hopefully some good commercials, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll snap that uh, seven-game losing streak when we play game number eight on Saturday night in Iowa City against those Hawkeyes. But in the meantime, you stay classy. Cornhuskers of Lincoln and Nebraska. And I should have a a sign-off written down and memorized, but maybe this will be my sign-off saying I don't remember. So I guess what, you know, tell everyone about us, the Coronation podcast. we got two of their podcasts, uh, Five Heart podcast, and then John's, uh, was it Half? um, Post-Life Crisis? Half-Life, Post-Life Crisis. That's right. That's a great name. And, uh, and the best part of his podcast is his intro music. So make sure you listen to that. So uh, that's all I got. <laughs>